Is it time to get charged up? Visit downtown Kia EV Discovery Center, Lower Mainland's newest Kia dealer, the electric vehicle experts. Learn all about their amazing lineup of electric vehicles and discover excellence. Call downtown Kia today to arrange a test drive and they'll bring the test drive to you. Downtown Kia is located at the corner of West 8th and Burrard Street in Vancouver. Check them out online at downtownkia.com or call 604-336-9050. Welcome to the latest episode of Plugged In, a post-media podcast taking you down Canada's electric vehicle highway. I'm your host, Andrew McCready, and for this episode's interview, we're coming to you from Bloor Street in Toronto, more specifically from Post Media's purpose-built podcast video studio at street level of company headquarters. My guest today is Francois Lefebvre, a guy with a pretty intriguing title. He is Nissan Canada's Senior Manager of Market Intelligence and Corporate Planning, a role that includes being responsible for, and I'm quoting here, product marketing and sales strategy development for the Nissan Leaf in Canada, as well as analyzing the profitability, model option trim level performance, pricing, competitive product activities, and managing the vehicle distribution and production forecast. I just refer to him as King Leaf. I know you'll enjoy his insights into Canada's evolving electric vehicle segment. Before we get to that interview, though, I've been meaning to talk about this for a few episodes now, and I'm finally getting around to it and that is the current EV rebate and incentive programs in each specific province. seems like every other week there is a new announcement about a change, addition, or even deletion of such programs, so I figured it would be helpful for all you prospective EV buyers out there to know the current situation. Before we break down provincial programs, we'll start with the Federal Incentives for Zero Emission Vehicles, or IZEV, program. It features two distinct incentives. $5,000 for a full electric hydrogen fuel cell and longer range plug-in hybrid, and $2,500 for shorter range plug-in hybrids. To be eligible for the program, you have to purchase or lease a vehicle with six seats or fewer, where the base model manufacturer's suggested retail price is less than $45,000, and higher trim models up to an MSRP of $55,000. And for vehicles with seven seats or greater, The base model must be less than $55,000 and higher trim models up to an MSRP of $60,000. These purchase incentives are applied at the point of sale, directly on the bill of sale or lease agreement. The dealership is responsible for completing the documentation required to receive the incentive. For a list of eligible vehicles, search Transport Canada's IZEV program. Okay, on to provincial rebate programs. As I'm based on the West Coast, we'll start with British Columbia, where there are currently three applicable programs. The first is the Clean Energy Vehicle Point of Sale Incentive Program, better known as CEV for BC. This program is managed by the New Car Dealers Association of BC and offers up to $3,000 off the purchase price of a qualifying new battery electric vehicle, up to $3,000 for a hydrogen fuel cell vehicle, and up to $1,500 for a plug-in hybrid vehicle. These incentives apply to all vehicles with an MSRP below $55,000. Visit cevforbc.ca for a list of eligible vehicles. The second BC program is called BC Scrap It. This is a voluntary early retirement vehicle program for older gasoline vehicles 
that provides incentives up to $6,000 for a new and $3,000 for a used qualifying electric vehicle. For 2020, there are 1,750 new EV incentive tickets and 250 used EV incentive tickets available to residents through new car dealerships. All applicants must be able to provide evidence from ICBC that they have continuously insured the vehicle as the registered owner for the six-month period from the date they apply to the program. For more details, visit scrapit.ca. And finally, BC has a specialty use vehicle incentive program, offering rebates between $2,000 and $50,000 on a variety of electric and hydrogen fuel cell vehicles, including motorcycles, low-speed vehicles, medium heavy-duty trucks, forklifts, and airport and port vehicles. For more details, visit pluginbc.ca backslash incentives. Moving East, Ontario. While there is currently no Government of Ontario incentive program, a previous one was scrapped back in 2018, a Toronto-based nonprofit called Plug and Drive has joined forces with Clean Air Partnership to offer a $1,000 incentive for used electric vehicle purchases. Plug and Drive also recently launched a $1,000 Scrap It type program for used EV purchases. Check out pluginddrive.ca for more information on both those programs. And finally, Quebec, the most generous province when it comes to EV purchase rebate programs. The Quebec government offers a rebate of up to $8,000 on the purchase or lease of a new electric, plug-in hybrid, or hydrogen fuel cell vehicle. Currently, the MSRP threshold on eligible vehicles is $75,000, but that will change on April 1st of this year when electric vehicles with an MSRP above $60,000 will no longer be eligible. Quebecers looking to purchase a used all-electric vehicle can now access a pilot program offering rebates up to $4,000. For complete details on Quebec's incentive programs, check out the government's EV rebate website. Next episode, I'll look at charging infrastructure incentive and rebate programs available across the country. All right, on to my talk with Nissan Canada's Francois Lefebvre. Francois Lefebvre is Senior Manager of Market Intelligence and Corporate Planning at Nissan Canada. He joined the company in 2007 and since 2015 has been Chief Marketing Manager for the Nissan Leaf and in many ways is the company's EV spokesperson. In addition, he's worked on partnerships in the electric vehicle space for the company, including Nissan's work with the Flow Charging Network. I've known Francois for many years, and I kind of call him Mr. Leaf. <laughs> Welcome, Francois. Thank you. I like the name. Yes. <laughs> Can you tell me uh, the first electric vehicle you ever drove? On the road? Yeah. Okay, so on our roads, it was the uh, very first 2010 Leaf. Was that so, in Canada? It was in Canada. Yeah. And it was really uh, an amazing experience because, like, it was obviously my first electric car. Uh, did only a 15, 20-minute drive in Mississauga. Right. And it shocked me. At this time, you weren't part of the Leaf world. You were working for Nissan. Was it – or were you at that point nope. starting to? Exactly. I was, I was in the field uh, and uh, working as a district operational manager for the Ottawa re region. Yes. And uh, another cool anecdote is the fact that I was uh, the district manager for Hunt Club Nissan who delivered the very first Leaf 
in Canada, right? Uh, and that was really special too. Uh, our president at the time, Alan Childs, uh, for his key, we drove to the customer's house. He plugged it in for the very start. Like those were a lot of firsts, right? In yeah. one day, yeah. it was quite special. So I was not linked to the Leaf, but I, I was. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, that's uh, that's it's really special. You know, one of the reasons I've I wanted to have you on, I wanted to have you on season one, is that you know Nissan and and the Leaf in particular. That's ten years ago. That's a decade ago. And you guys, because of that, have such, I won't say a track record, but you have such experience with, with electric vehicles. Um, some of the, the, your competitors that are coming to market with EVs, they're, I mean, they're learning things that you guys learned in 2011, 2012. Maybe not so much from the technical side of point, but from selling the vehicles and from marketing the vehicles. So, so looking at the 10 year thing, you're now in the second generation leaf. What's your, your takeaway looking back? I mean, what, where do you see the EVs, how they've evolved in from a, from a sales perspective? Yeah. Well, evolution was quite, quite interesting. Um, because when we launched, we were alone and no infrastructure, no nothing, right? Uh, no incentives, right? Um, uh, so we were truly naked going there and people were, thought, well, that, that's, that, that's, that's a gutsy move and we just did it. Um, and that goes along with a lot of, uh, of challenges, of course. Uh, but we knew, uh, that the pace would be very gradual. Yes. Uh, but it was exciting to actually see every year we just come up and up and up and up and, uh, competitors kept us joining us, which actually helped us. Right. Um, but it took them a while. I mean, the Mitsubishi, yeah, the Mitsubishi IMEV was there. Obviously Tesla's Roadster was there and then the, the Model S, but that was a different animal. I mean, from a price perspective and from what a person wanted, the, 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 the Leaf was essentially the working man's electric. Correct. 100% right? electric. The, 100% was a, electric. The, the, yeah, there's a few hybrids and plug-in hybrids. Obviously, that launched a little bit before and a little bit after. Yeah. But 100% electric, we were pretty much alone in that mainstream yes. uh, market. Right. So, and right. then, then, came the evolution of our car because we had quite a few batteries uh, not yes we only have two generations of car but right. quite a bit uh of of battery generation right 24 kilowatt uh, with a range of 133 yep. and then the 30 kilowatt with a range of um 172 then we jumped to the 40 then we jumped to 62 so and right. even within that we had a few few tweaks uh, yes. here and there on the batteries right, right? the 2013 had a tweak right so that on, on its 30, 24 kilowatts so was, there was a lot of um evolution and, and the customer evolved as well too which is quite interesting and and then came uh government uh help both in infrastructure but also incentive and awareness and right so that was that was really interesting to see how it boosts some market and didn't help others. Uh, and uh, I see it as almost um, uh, a test. Who has the best recipe yes. for the democratization of EVs? Right. You got BC that has one way of, of promoting it. Yeah. Um, a very different program, very different budget. Uh, they have uh, incentive for getting rid of your uh, used car, which is, I think, amazing. Ontario had a great program as well that changed a lot. Yes. Um, the thing that was interesting, they were always number one in terms of incentive, but when they had between nine and $12,000 of, of rebate, I was selling only 15% of my sales in Ontario. So money incentives, not the only thing, right? They had... A lot of money, the biggest amount of money in Canada. Yeah. We were not selling leaves in, in Ontario. Interesting. So quite interesting. And then, yeah. then came Quebec, the steady Eddie, right? The, the and, and that's, that's, that was, uh, that's cool to track because they're 
they've been at eight thousand uh, dollars for years and years and years, and you see the impact of that. Uh, the media, uh, the infrastructure, everybody's joining in organically to yes. really push EVs in Quebec. Yeah, um, power, so power companies are very involved. The power companies, the, yeah, very involved. <laughs> the, com- uh, right. the, the power, and that helps a lot. Yeah. The fact that we only have one power company in Quebec helped a lot. Right. Uh, the spread of infrastructure and, and awareness. Yeah. So looking at those three markets, it's like looking at three countries. Mm, uh, interesting. And very yeah. interesting. And then came May 2019 with... Uh, the 5,000 from the government. Okay. So, okay. What's next? Fe- right? Federal money. Federal. Right. Exactly. So, so in so Saskatchewan that's another... and Calgary, now people yes. can get incentives. And, and we saw a huge boost of numbers, but it's huge boost of number from, you know, seven units to 40 units. Right. But it's still, a, but it's it, still it shows you the power yep. of the incentive. Oh, absolutely. Right. And, 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 uh, for us, what I've seen in, in data is, and, and, and people talking to a lot of people the past few years is incentives. Yeah, it's good. It, it gives that accessibility to, to people. But the number one thing that it brings is definitely awareness. Like it, the, right. the, the amount of talk that happened when the, the Ontario government went to 14, it was amazing. Yeah. People don't, it didn't even know where they, what they were getting into. Say, well, oh, I'm doing it. Right. And then they realized, Hey, it was actually a smart choice. Yeah. Right, and yeah. now we're, you're you're getting people, uh, including my friend last week, uh, trying to grab uh, lease busters lease from the model year eighteen era, yeah, from two years ago because the leases are amazing, right, right on these cars. So it's right. really it's yeah, it's amazing how how every market has its own bubble of uh, used cars, uh, cash flow clunkers, and right uh, and, and and deals that are uh, their uh, own um, how do you call it. Um, uh, own space that, that, that's fairly independent. Yeah. And you got uh, surprises like uh, New Brunswick. So, yeah, New Brunswick is up 400%. Small numbers, but they have infrastructure which other provinces do not, right? They have that whole route that they built, which is great. Right. Uh, and they, they're, they've been building it for the past two years, and they're continuing to, to do so. So what's next for New Brunswick? I don't know. Yeah. No, it's not a big province, but yeah. it could be a player where, hey, Nissan will have to, to really focus on them as soon as they jump uh, uh, and focus on the next level here. Yeah. If, if it's incentive or if if it's something else. Right. right. So, so looking back over, I mean, again, as I said, you have a 10-year kind of um, um, track record with these vehicles. Where are the strongest markets in Canada? Or historically, where, I mean, if, if you, from pure volume standpoint, where have you sold the most Leafs? By far, Quebec, in, in the Montreal area. Yeah. Um, and, and this is to what I, I just said. It's, it's consistency. Like yes. they're, they're constant with their promotion and, and the 8,000 never went away. It doesn't right. matter that uh, the liberal government went away and, and, and changed. Right. And so it's been a, a steady so climb, they, essentially. They kept it. They kept it. Yeah. So this, uh, they always, and to give numbers, because uh, I know your listeners love numbers, uh, I do too, and it, it talks a lot. It's more than 50, right? It's more than 50% of our sales steady. At one point, I was 60%. Uh, of our leaf sales were in Quebec and right, right now it's steady at 55. Wow. Um, so it's, it's a big numbers and the rest, the rest is all BC, right? And, uh, and, and BC has been really good and obviously in percentage of sales. Who's the winner in percentage of sales? BC. Who's the winner in volume? Quebec. Percentage as compared to the overall car market for that province? Our, our percentage of 
EV sales uh, to the total volume that of Nissan sold okay. in the BC uh, market. Right, right. The right. percentage is a lot higher yeah. in, uh, in 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 BC versus uh, Quebec. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, we sell a lot more cars in, in Quebec, so the percentage is a little bit yeah. lower. And obviously, um, as I alluded to earlier, you're not the only game in town anymore. You kind of had that space for for some time, maybe maybe five years almost. I'm thinking like before you started seeing the Koreans come with some vehicles. So, so how does, how has that kind of affected your, your, your marketing of the vehicle? When you're the only game in town, it's kind of like, well, they'll come to us. But now you're having to compare yourself to these vehicles. It's been really positive, uh, to tell you the truth. Um, it, it, we're still in, in an infancy level when it comes to EV and having more competitors is actually great right now. From a, um, from an infrastructure standpoint, infrastructure, from a government invo- involvement. But, but also the public, public yeah. in general, when they come to a dealership that they've been buying their pickup truck or, or, or their Korean, uh, uh, vehicle for a number of years. And then they realize in the showroom that, that there's, there's an electric car there. They're like, hmm. Yeah. So right. it, it gives us that awareness. And then they're going to cross shop saying, okay, yeah. maybe I'll, I'll, I'll do some research. And then they realize that's the leaf. Yeah. That it's going to help us sell leaf and right. the leaf helps them sell their own EVs. Right. Right. So right now it's truly still very positive. So the more, the more competitors, the better. No, exactly. And in terms of marketing, we've been quite uh, strategic about it. Uh, we're trying to, to to create more awareness, not to people that are organically going to buy the Leaf. Yeah. Right. It's people that don't know uh, the Leaf. We're, and uh, there's an amazing show, um, like the Montreal EV show and the Quebec EV show, that, that now it's going to be the fourth edition. And they're amazing. And there's not a lot of – it's not all EV people going there. Right. There's a lot of people that are going there to really – to learn about EVs and right. that's great. So we, there's a ride and drive. We have four, some, from three to four cars there for test drive. We're really a big sponsor since, since day one. And last year we had, uh, the Leaf Nismo R, RS, um, right. the race car, the race car that, uh, that, that's truly an amazing experience. And, and the Vancouver Auto Show, we had a ride and drive there, Toronto Auto Show, uh, with, um, uh, with plug and drive. And we also have, uh, the Montreal Auto Show ride and drive. So the, we're trying to, to participate in all the ride and drive that we can that are big and that are attracting people that are not currently driving an EV. Um, the second gen leaf was a big breakthrough. I mean, I, I had to smile at the thoughts of when you were running off the batteries and, and, you know, the 133 was the beginning. And, and I recall, I mean, I had the good fortune of having the first generation for about six months. I did a long term test drive with it. And then, uh, my newspaper, the Vancouver Sun, we gave it away at the end at the car show. And, um, or it was a, it was a contest. And I just remember 133 and I, and I made it work. I mean, and it, it, you know, at times you thought, oh, it'd be nicer. And, you know, now when I jump in the, the, the newest Leaf, the, the Plus, yeah, especially. The Leaf Plus, yeah. What was it, 385 or 3... Uh, it's 363. 363. Yeah. And I just, I, I literally, when I turned it on and looked at the range, I just kind of had to laugh <laughs> and just stare at it and just think, why would, uh, uh, you know, that's th- three times, almost three times the range. So when people say range anxiety, I, I find it, I still, you know, it, it's either a lack of understanding or, or a, an unreal, it, it's the vehicle shouldn't be for you if that range doesn't work. Well, correct. And I can't agree with you more on this. It's truly my pet peeve in the industry, EV industry, because you go to Statistics Canada and it's very clear that Canadians go nowhere with their car. The average Canadian does 42 kilometers a day. Right. 42. Yeah. So 
Imagine you do 80 a day. Right. Okay. Well, the first generation leaf can still bring uh, you everywhere you want. Right. Okay. Um, so then, okay, you can put uh, temperature on, in, in there and yeah. all, all, all types of things. But at the end of the day, do you – and you're going to travel maybe once or three times um, uh, a year to Toronto, to, to, from Toronto to Montreal. Yeah, a road trip. So are you, are you – are you buying a car for 96% of time right. or for that 4%? And right. people are like, oh, yeah, yeah. Francois, sorry. I, you have these conversations. They realize, yeah, I know. I can take my second car. Right. I can rent a car. I can right. do all these things, uh, public transport, plane, blah, blah. It, it, there's a lot of options. And uh, and it's it's truly amazing that uh, just a simple conversation and they just, oh, I didn't thought it that way because people have been programmed for the past 100 years that, oh, I need to have that big gas tank yeah, with absolutely. 550. I need that 550. Absolutely. I don't use 550. I right. never use it. But because I, I'm filling up at that crusty gas station once a week, right? right? Yeah. Uh, and spending $85. Yeah. And we're programmed like that. Of course. So now I have my energy gas station at home and I plug it in once, once every three days. Uh, that's amazing. That's 30 seconds and it cost me $2.50. Right. Right. It's it just, and yeah. then you, you have these conversation. People are just, oof. yeah. It's <laughs> the education. You have a moment, right? For sure. So, For and, sure. and if we can do more videos, more, uh, more of your shows and, and bring it to the public, not just EV, um, uh, people that already drank the, the green Kool-Aid. Yeah. Right. So, right. right. Uh, and it's just, yeah. For me, uh, range is amazing. And we're the only one that has, uh, two, uh, mainstream brand that has two batteries. So, right. Uh, to prove a Point, I've been driving a Leaf since 2015. Yeah. And uh, since we launched the 62 a year and a half ago, I never, never changed my demo to a, a 40 kilo, a 62 kilowatt. Yeah. I'm taking a, a position of one uh, next week, and it's a 40 kilowatt. I, yeah. I, I can't justify paying more for a 62 when my 40 brings me everywhere. I'm going to Niagara Falls this weekend uh, with for family day and uh, I'm taking my 40. Okay, I'm going to ch charge there. There's tons of chargers in yeah. Niagara Falls. So yeah. Yeah. why am I going to get a 363 uh, kilometer range car when I, I'm going to use that 363 twice a year? No. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to do yeah. that. Yeah. So hey, so that's these are the conversation and that we need to have with the public. For sure. For sure. And I think slowly but surely it's it's happening. I mean, you know, to that end, people still don't People still ask me what a hybrid is. Mm. You know, where, oh, do you, yeah. where do you plug it in? So, I mean, the whole, the whole, <laughs> the, the, I mean, you, the, the, the point is that you and I love cars and we're right at the yeah. forefront of the technology. We get it and we think everybody gets it. Most people couldn't care less. It's an appliance to them. So they right. just want to know, will it work? Will it start in the morning? Will it keep me warm? Will it get me to work in the yeah. back? But the point is the EVs of today will, will do that and more. Yeah. So the, the, there was a, one of the probably only negatives in the Leafs 10 history, 10 year history to my mind was, um, with the second generation Leaf battery pack had issues with fast charging and overheating. So that's something least, uh, Leaf people, Tell me about it's not that they didn't buy the leaf because of it, but it was something that they found disappointing because Nissan's technology was always so bulletproof. So, so just quickly, I mean, just maybe tell the people what the issue was and the steps you guys have taken to resolve that. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because it was, it was, um, it, it was a little bit frustrating. It was almost, uh, taking a, uh, minus of, it, of its own on, on social media when you realize that the, 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 the there was, there was 
not really a problem here. Um, and uh, what happened is in Europe, we came out with the um, uh, the software update, but we didn't do for uh, North America. Right. So it took so, us. So the issue, just to let people know, was on a fast charger, like the supercharger, yeah. the batteries would. Would they not take the full charge, or no, would no, they it, overheat, or what no, was, what so was going the, on? Oh yeah, okay, sorry. Um, so for the for for the actual uh, situation is uh, the car. The Leaf has always been very good at protecting it's, itself. So you 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 just charge uh, level three once. Yeah. So you're doing it a second time, which happens so much with Canadians doing a lot of kilometers. <laughs> anyway, so um, so you do it a second time. It's still very hot from the first time you did it. Right, especially in the summer. So therefore, the uh, the charging speed at level three will be sometimes half, yes, or more right. of the charging. And that's speed. that's a built-in it's software, a the battery protecting yes. itself. Otherwise, yeah. it would fry out. Yeah. I mean, that's not a very technical term, but that's kind no, of what yeah. it would be. Yeah, it's protecting right. itself. They, the, the current, like, whoa, that's too so, much. So when you fast. say social media, then people said, "Oh, what's going on here?" It, it yeah. suddenly it went to half a charge, and, and people know? really people thought that. Um, we had a battery issue. Uh, it's yep. heating up. Well, no, it's the other way around. We just have we're protecting our cars maybe too much, right? Right. Uh, and very quickly, like the Europe um, Nissan Europe came out with a uh, with a, a, a software update to uh, adjust. So the car itself would get plugged into a diagnostic, and they'd actually. It's change just an it? update. No, it's just no. yeah, it's just a software update to right. to uh, to change how it managed. Yep. Uh, the charge. Yeah. Uh, so the charge would be a little bit quicker. Right. Not, not too much, of course, because you still want to protect it. Yeah. Uh, but we didn't came out, and that's what Canada, Canada, Canada did not. Canada uh, did not do this. U.S. and Canada did not. Why, do why it. would that be? There's there's many um, uh, reasons for that, and uh, seems like such an easy fix. Yes, but um, we fought for a long time. In Canada, yeah, to get the fix, yeah, uh, to get uh, to get the software update because yes. I didn't do it on on my wife's car, for example. I, we never travel with it; that doesn't really matter. So, for people that want to have it, yeah, they can they can uh, get the software update. It's not a recall; I it's see. not a safety thing I at see. all. Right, and <clears throat> and the um, uh, so that was launched almost a year. Almost a year after, um, maybe nine months after in Europe Canada, launch in oh, Canada. In, so right. now so, it's and now it's up. Um, people are satisfied with it. It's great. It just took a lot of time to um, discuss. Yeah. Uh, in well, it's, like, a, neg- like it's a negative. As I say, it's a negative around a vehicle that, it, to my mind, was just such a great success story. Yeah. Right. And, no, and, and, and and at the time it being launched, your competitors were launching cars. Correct. Had you been playing by yourself in a thing, you could kind of say, "Hey, you know what? It's new technology. This is a thing we yeah. need to fix." Yeah. But optically, it just looks like, "Oh, what's happened to the Leaf?" Yeah, correct. It, right? But it was overblown. It's like, "Oh, there's an issue. Well, Our batteries welcome, are terrible." Welcome to the 2020. They, overblown. Oh, oh, Anything's over, overblown. Exactly. At least their car is not blowing up, so it's it's very important. Right. Right. So the um the the issue the the issue is social media, but at the same time, uh, the purists knew 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 what was going on, uh, and. Uh, when we came out with the the, uh, the software update in Canada, that that fixed the issue for that one yes. percent of the population of the drivers that truly needed right. and wanted that or had update. experienced it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And you right. have to you have to respect that. And I like sure. the, the 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 passion that these guys have with their leaf, and and you can feel the anger, but it's they're passionate about and they love their leaf, and I totally respect that. Yeah. And, and without them giving me sometimes the information like that, yeah. I bring that frustration to the people higher up that slow down the process sometimes, yeah. right? Um, and, and they have their their reasons, but we we uh, we had a good conversation, good fight, and we got it in Canada, and so yeah. 
Right. Which is which is great, right? And then it came to, to the U.S. It was sort of okay. Well, if Canada gets it, the U.S. gets it. Yeah, so, right. Um, so yeah, that was that was good. So um, one problem fixed. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to test drive the latest EV or hybrid all in one location? Then make sure you attend the Vancouver International Auto Show, March twenty fifth through twenty ninth at the Vancouver Convention Center. Celebrate the 100th anniversary of Western Canada's best-attended consumer show, experience the best in new vehicles and fantastic historic automotive displays, and sign up for the Clean BC Go Electric Test Drives, where you'll get the opportunity to take a drive around downtown in state-of-the-art, zero-emission vehicles and get all of your EV questions answered by experts. Sign up at the show. For complete details and show tickets, visit VancouverInternationalAutoShow.com. So, so uh, big news. I know this is. I've always, I've always presented this to you as a problem. Of course, it's not a problem for, for you, but it always was a frustration of mine. And that was that um, Nissan hadn't built on the Leafs' wonderful success and come out with a crossover, right? As all, and and you laugh because you and I have talked about this many times. Oh yeah, yeah. And I know that you're only a guy in Toronto, and you work for Nissan Canada. Decisions like this are made at the top level production lines, Japan, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Many but, years in advance. Yeah. yeah. And and what frustrated me was you had this great tech and um, you had competitors coming in with a, with a segment, a crossover, which the population loves. Okay. You know, you and I have had the debate about that. Um, you've corrected me and me saying that I people love it because there's more space. You pointed out that the cargo space of the Leaf is equal, if not greater than some of these crossovers. Absolutely. Fair enough. <laughs> However, um, Wonderful news, at least to my mind, and that's Nissan is coming out with an all-electric crossover sooner rather than later. The Aria, I'm sure some will call it Aria. We had a discussion before we went to Air. Aria, yeah. Aria is what we're calling it? Yeah, absolutely. The Nissan Aria. You got it. And this is a crossover all-electric. So tell me about this, of what you can anyway. Well, it's like our continuation of our conversation two years ago, right? Uh, I think when we were in Japan and saying, oh, all the things that I cannot tell you, right? This will be uh, big for the brand as well, not just for uh, EVs. Uh, it, it's big for Nissan. Yeah. And uh, the um, the vehicle itself is between a Nissan Qashqai and a Nissan Rogue in terms of size. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But the, the amazing thing, which you already know, is the fact that due to the flat floor concept, um, the inside is a lot bigger than a rogue, right? Uh, and when I went inside of that car, I was shocked. I was like, it's a small, small, small crossover, like a crossover. cash guy rogue. Yeah, right. But you go, you go in and you're just, wow. Yeah, yeah, at the back, big. you're sitting down. This is a, there's a lot of space in that car. And it's, yeah. it's truly bigger than the rogue. So in terms of concept uh, and efficiency, in terms of space management, yeah. it's amazing. Do, do we know battery packs? I mean, do you know anything like that yet? You put an S in battery packs. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I can't disclose the uh, the range and... <laughs> Okay. And if we're going to have one, two, or five battery packs. Okay. Um, <laughs> do we know when it will be in Canada? Uh, yes and no. So I do know. Uh, I can't tell you, but, um, you, you know, the announcement will be done and, and it is, it is for the Canadian market and the U.S. market. It's not something that will be launched in Japan and then, oh, two years later, we're going to launch it in, in, uh, in, in Canada. So it'll be a global release, release essentially. Absolutely. Right. Likely. So we don't discriminate Canadians, which is great. Uh, and, uh, uh one thing that's, uh, in terms of performance, and it won't surprise you, but it's always cool to have that uh, uh, that parallel. Is it will be 
exceeding the performance of our 370Z. And for Americans out there on the show, Z. <laughs> okay. So well, that's exciting. Like you have, that's you exciting. have a you know, rogue yeah. kicking a butt of a Z. Right? Yeah. So it's, uh, and we've, see, we've seen that before, right? With, uh, with yep. a few manufacturers. Absolutely electrics. Um, yeah. But it's just amazing that we can have so much fun. Right. With a Nissan Leaf or with an Aria. Yeah. Uh, very soon and, uh, don't need to buy a sports car anymore. Right. Do you think we're going to wait <laughs> 10 years between till the next Nissan EV? Uh, nope. No. No. So probably fast, so we're launching- fast and furious or, I mean, what are the plans? Yeah, um, not as fast as our Leafs and, and Aria will go in terms of speed, but, um, uh, we're launching, uh, 10 cars, Nissan, uh, in Canada. We're launching 10 cars in the next 20 months and some of them are, um, electric. Uh, and, uh, in, in the next few years, it's not going to be the only car will not only be the Aria. Right. For sure. Right. Uh, and we also have on the Infinity side, um, the Q Inspiration that was unveiled at the, um, at the show. Yeah. Um, at the Toronto Auto Show. And, uh, that's, that's, that's where the brand is going as well. Right. On the luxury side. Yes. And it's just a beautiful concept car that's almost, almost production ready. Right. And, um, uh, and this is, this is the, the new definition for them. Yeah. Right. Is, is, are plugins part of the Nissan formula? No, but, uh, the big but is, uh, ePower. We do have ePower, which was, uh, as you know, quite successful in Japan with the Versa ePower. Right. The, their minivan as well had, uh, has ePower. And, uh, this is a concept, uh, where, uh, it's a hybrid that you cannot plug in. Uh, sorry, it's a 100% electric car. Yes. That you don't plug in. Right. So you have a isolated, little generator at the back that charges the car right uh, and that generator has a constant rpm that's extremely efficient and that charges the battery right constantly so you're running you're always driving off electricity as opposed to the the, the little gas engine yeah so they right. it, it will the fuel economy on, on this yeah. will be amazing yeah right? and emissions and, too uh, are, are oh, yeah, very good for uh, the kind of absolutely. vehicle but yeah. you don't you don't plug it in right right so this is these are technologies uh, like that that are coming uh for infinity for example uh infinity globally will uh launch uh five brand new vehicles and three of them will be electric electrified that 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 format that technology yeah, an EV. A yeah. inspiration is actually right. uh, an EV, so okay. um, a pure EV. So there's there's a lot going on on both sides of of uh, well Nissan and Infiniti. So okay. it's it's quite exciting times. Yeah, uh, not only for the EV market because we we're we're looking at the next five years, six years, seven years for us, but we're also tracking uh, through a lot of forecasters and, and right. uh, what's, what's going to happen with our competitors. And it's, the list is long yeah. and people yeah. that are very shy right now and was not all in, in terms of EV and doing too much hybrids and yeah. plug-in hybrids or, uh, too much diesel, they are going all right. in right. EV. So, so that vehicle. segues into my final question, which is in, <laughs> t- in your mind, in your wonderful experience, uh, very learned you are, um, what is the tipping point for the EVs? In your mind, what is it represented by a sales figure? Is it when 51% in your mind, when can we say we've reached the so-called tipping point of EVs in Canada? I would like, like to have like 21.2. Oh, that's a nice number. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, um, uh, the tipping point can be defined so many ways. Yeah. Right. In so, your mind though, what is it? Uh, like when do you think you'll kind of look back on 2010 when you drove that first one and said, wow, it's finally happened. Yeah. It's finally happening when we have not only Nissan, but everywhere, uh, stock at the dealership and the flow is, is 
it's flowing, right? right? It's right. just flowing. No naturally. waiting lists. No waiting yeah, lists. No, no waiting lists. Right. Uh, right. right now, That's right now, one. the exciting thing is currently we do not have a lot of dealers with a waiting list, which is very yeah. exciting. We had a huge amount of production arriving uh, for January, February, March for the 2020. Right. right. Uh, so that's that's true. But that's a, uh, that's a really good metric for a tipping point, I think. Uh, yes. And, and it needs to be not only one manufacturer. It needs to be multiple manufacturers right. with inventory. And we're almost selling it like we're selling a Nissan Rogue. Right. right? A right. regularized yeah. vehicle. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and that's that's a big tipping point. That, that means that we'll potentially be at 10, 10%. Of the total TIV total industry volume, yeah, um, and that's that's. I think it, it's it would be interesting to to hit that. Yeah, uh, if we look at BC and Quebec and national right now, uh, BC is four point three percent. Okay, of the total TIV is EV and PHEV. I, yeah, I, I, I put PHEV just to be. Well, they usually nice. are lumped together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to be nice for sales figures. I could, I could, I could separate them, but <laughs> uh, to be purist. But uh, Quebec, um, Quebec is two point four. Mm. So. When we were talking at the beginning of the yeah, show, BC is, BC is, is so much. Well, because yeah. the vol- total volume is so little right. compared to Quebec. Quebec is the big, second biggest province. Right, right, right. right. Um, and the total national TIV, and that's for all for 2019 calendar year, uh, we're at 2.48% of the market. Right. So it's uh, 2.48% is huge because a year and a half ago, we were not even at one. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it, it's. It's going to go up there. So when we pass that 10% mark, um, I think the momentum. Yeah. I want to see the momentum. Maybe that's maybe that's your answer. There's yeah. so many tipping points that yeah, we can no, look I, at. That's a, that's a, there's, that's a unique one I haven't heard before. Yeah. And, uh, and, and maybe it's the momentum of sales. We don't have these yeah. sporadic uh, EVs being sold. Uh, it's just going up and up and up yeah. constantly and not stopping. Yeah. That means manufacturers are bringing it to Canada. Right. Uh, our challenge, and to to explain to a lot of frustrated EV uh, or future EV drivers right now in the past year, is on the Nissan side, we went from 51 countries selling the Nissan Leaf to over 65. Yeah. And it's difficult because we can't say, hey, we're Canada. Um, ignore these countries that yeah. also have uh, targets and also want to have that boost of hey we're launching the EV and yeah, Latin America yeah. uh, you know and it's exciting right and say no don't don't do this yeah like, we want more probably cars. pent up demand in some so of those places it's, so they it's want difficult it. so it's it, it is a, uh, a discussion that we have uh, globally and say well what 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 can we allocate to Canada Canada is always seen globally as an excellent market for right. for EVs all our executives are, are amazed how Canada is 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 growing and they want to give us more but yeah. they, 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 are, they they need to spread the the the, the wealth right yeah, the, the, yeah. The, this this EV um, uh, brand uh, yeah. and that that is the Nissan Leaf we can't just say uh, okay let's get give it to us and ignore right. other countries so okay. that was one of the challenges that we had uh, back in 2019 R- yeah right yeah well, Francois, um, I'll tell you what, when we hit 10%, I'll have you back on the show, but um, hopefully it's even sooner than hopefully that. Hopefully it's sooner, yeah. yeah. yeah I want to thank you very much for coming in. <laughs> thank and, you. Uh, and look for forward to talking about Nissan more in the future. You bet. Okay, thank you. Cheers. That was a great chat with Francois, who for nearly a decade has played a major role in Canada's adoption of electric vehicles not just from a Nissan Canada perspective, but also as a knowledgeable expert who is often called upon by government policy shapers to provide insight into an automaker's perspective on selling EVs. I especially liked his take on a perceived EV tipping point in this country. One of the biggest frustrations experienced by potential EV buyers 
and I'd guess dealerships too, is a very inconsistent supply chain and inventory, often resulting in months-long waiting lists and in some cases no possibility of getting the vehicle at all. Makes you wonder how many EV sales never materialize because a dealer couldn't promise delivery of a vehicle in a reasonable amount of time. That's it for this episode. Thanks to my guest Francois Lefebvre, National Post recording engineer Bryce Hall, my producer extraordinaire Dar Makwana, and you for joining me on another electrifying journey down the EV highway. Be sure to check out next week's episode when we'll talk EV fleets with a Metro Vancouver municipality that has an extensive number of electric vehicles in its stable. We'll find out why the District of North Vancouver invested so heavily in the EVs and related charging infrastructure, and what has been that experience to date. We always welcome your comments and criticisms via email at pluggedin at postmedia.com. For your daily dose of automotive news, views, and reviews, be sure to check out driving.ca. Subscribe to Plugged In wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.